Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 288. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yes, hello. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our Iron Tampa podcast right after this. All right, Andy, uh, NBA owners, let's talk about them. Um, well, there's just one that that needs to be mentioned here, but I mean, they've all, I'm sure they all got their, their demons, their skeletons in the closet, but, uh, in particular, Richard one Sterling style, yeah, um, is that his Robert, name? uh, the Clippers guy, Donald, Donald, Donald Sterling. Yeah. Sterling. Yes. And I mean, I've seen on, uh, HBO has so, um, graciously shared with us the life of Jerry Buss. So, uh, they all, they're all, some of them could be characters here. Are you talking uh, about the Showtime show or the thing on Hulu? The HBO one. I, I'm sure the HBO one makes Jerry Buss the main character, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched the, the Hulu thing, so it's I don't know. Phenomenal. Yeah, I probably should check it out. I do like basketball. so. Uh, but Robert's, Robert Sarver, the owner of the Suns, uh, he's been in investigation under investigation for a while. A big ESPN story came out last year sometime about his you know history of Various inappropriate behaviors, um, not just racism, but sexism and just general dickishness, um, being a bad owner as far as stiffen people and underpaying people, just like every type of thing. And um, historically, Sarver had been a really, really cheap owner. When he took over the, the Suns with Steve Nash, they kind of stopped spending on the team despite it being a, like, a competitor and kind of really let the team fail at the end which was kind of disgusting because i was such a well-liked team outside of i guess you but uh, never liked the sons in the whole wide world most most people uh really enjoyed that team i didn't enjoy them either as a clippers fan because they beat the clippers the one year the clippers were good that one time but um like i can respect san antonio and i hated them they whooped lakers asses at the time um kings it's like they don't exist anymore so i don't really have an opinion of them anymore um, I certainly hated them at the time. You should, Bibby, ugh, yeah, God. But yeah, the Suns, ugh. There's just, I don't know. Yeah, but he was so he was not thought of very positively as an owner. That he's just oh, he's cheap. Uh, but he did, and he has spent when they've built this this good team that they have now with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, but yeah, after the NBA uh, said, well, "Okay, we'll do our own investigation," they they did it and they came out and, and their decision was to suspend him for the entire year and fine him ten million dollars. And uh, I'd say similar to the whole Deshaun Watson thing, there's never a good answer with this stuff. No one is ever happy. Uh, the report was like he was furious about this this punishment. He's going to accept it, but he's still pissed because he didn't think he did anything wrong. But the other side of it. A lot of people are like, he did a lot of shit wrong. You should take the team away from him. He shouldn't uh, be there. And um, I don't think the story is over. Uh, we haven't heard anything from the players, but Chris Paul Hardy went through this before and had his team's owner get, you know, taken o- fired by the NBA. Um, this is just a one-year suspension. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Can this guy continue to go forward? Um, I think. I think the details were they said like, well. You know, he did say the N-word, but he was saying the N-word in the context of song lyrics. So it wasn't, he just didn't know that was, you're not supposed to do that anymore. And it's like, okay. Um, but the, the other stuff is probably more concerning as far as like treatment of women and stuff like that. So, 
Um, he's just probably not a, a great owner, but the NBA couldn't do a, as much as they did with Donald Sterling in this case. So they like, well, this is a pretty harsh punishment, but yeah, no one, no one's going to be happy about this. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't owners. People hate them now because they're wealthy. And I don't know why, well, I don't know why he's quoting a song specifically. I, I'm assuming a rap song. Yes. I don't think the doors yes. have any songs <laughs> with those words. Um, in the story, they said what it was, and he even like said, "No, I'm just singing the song from this guy." And I'm like, "What? Like what? You're all over the place." I think he's like a 70 year old man or something. Like what? What's going on? Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I was, feel like that's a, a it's entrapment. Yeah, like hey, no, it's totally cool. You could you could sing it. And then, well, because what if it's like your favorite song and you don't even pay attention? <laughs> you just start like I could sing a Rolling Stone song and not even oh, pay attention to the lyrics. But, you, but it's you, a Rolling Stone song. You would know. I guess Especially, you could get in a lot of trouble if you sang Brown Sugar. The Rolling maybe, Stones. Yeah. Stop yeah. singing that song because I guess it's offensive. Mm-hmm. If it's about like a black lady who's good at yeah. dancing, I think. I, I don't know. But uh, I think uh, they're saying it, it, it occurred five times. You could see if it was in, you know, you're going through the whole song and you do the chorus. And then it's in like the third verse. And you're like, Is it oh, like shit. a karaoke bar or yeah. something? Like <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have all the, the details on it, but um, yeah, it's probably not the last time we'll hear about the story, but he'll be not there uh, this year. So um, he is, he's 60 years old. So I said he might be in his seventies. He's only, he's only 60. So um, he also does own the uh, Phoenix Mercury as well. So I, I assume he'll be suspended from that as well, but yeah, that's the mega money right there. Yeah. I mean, it's just good stuff. Here's the wick just from Wikipedia. Use the N word multiple times, sexually harassed and assaulted multiple male and female employees, and engaged oh, in demeaning behavior. He so, doesn't judge there. Yeah. He's in. He's uh, grabbing asses. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. And what's the? You know, is he smacking him on the butt like an attaboy? You, you can't you can't do that if it's unwelcome, you know. Yeah, especially no. I I, I do think there was some story about he pants the guy like nice. in front of in front of the entire company, and he's oh. like, "Gotcha!" And it's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> come on, well, man, you're the CEO or whatever." The whole way, or just the you know, <laughs> I think the, the trousers. Way. Yeah, I think he got oh, the whole way. Yeah. Oh, he's a bully. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's good old fashioned hijinks from 1996. Sure, yeah. He also says uh, he became a certified public accountant, so uh, makes me look bad. Yeah, kick it, we're kicking him out of the club. Follow in his footsteps, Andy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's 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 move on from that story. Um, I'd rather talk about real NBA basketball that's happening, which we'll get to in a month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, things online of Anthony Davis and Two K Twenty Three already getting hurt. <laughs> Like in multiple yeah. different scenarios, and there's even one. I don't know if it was real. If he he was playing, and he got hurt. Yeah, we <laughs> ran a hundred simulations, and in ninety eight of them, he was out. With there's no way to, for you to play without getting hurt this year, according to our records. So, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. All right, you ready to talk about MLB and the home runs? Yeah, every week we're we're updating you on the on the home runs here, so. Uh, Pujols hit two more. He, he did get to 697, which means he passed A-Rod. He's fourth all time now. So that's uh, getting pretty, him a beanie, baby. 
Pretty incredible. Um, the other in- incredible thing I saw is that it might be a long time before we see any player like crack even like the top, I think, 30 in home runs all time. Um, that when Pools does retire after the end of the season, there'll be no active 500 home run guys. And like the closest guys are like 450 or something. Miguel Cabrera is like 450, and he's just not going to get there because he's probably going to retire after this year too. Um, and then younger guys are just still too far away. So um, we've had this unprecedented era of these guys that played in the uh, 90s and early 2000s that just put up a bunch of home runs. But um, baseball has kind of changed a, a little bit. Um, but, of course, there are still some big home run hitters, including Aaron Judge, who uh, slowed his pace a bit. He uh, only hit one home run this week, and now he's down to a uh, projection of 62, which would still be the breaking the Roger Maris record. But uh, he's got he's to pick that pace up a bit. Um, it's not, you know. I want to see more. I, I don't want to have him be in jeopardy of hitting, not getting to uh, 62 there. Uh, and then the other big home run story this week, um, Mike Trout, who everyone declared as dead about two months ago. He had this um, back injury, uh, but he's been back. He's been playing for a little while now, and uh, he has hit a home run in seven consecutive games now and just completely turned around. His, his season-long numbers are pretty great looking again after kind of a rough stretch, but um, he hasn't hit one today and he's already had three at bats. So let's, let's say it's unlikely he's going to get to eight in a row. So seven in a row is the, I think it is the record or maybe eight's the record. I, I forgot, but, uh, still very, very impressive. It doesn't happen too often. To hit a home run in seven consecutive games like that. So, um, just to remind you that he is really, really good. Um, team still sucks, but you know, Mike Trout is still really, really good. Um, and then uh, last thing I have on base in baseball, uh, the Dodgers clinched a playoff spot on Sunday, uh, and then MLB came out and said, "Actually, no, they didn't. We made a mistake." That, uh, you want to talk about simulations? You want to talk about simulations here? They actually looked and saw, okay, if the Dodgers lost every single one of their games the rest of the season, and Milwaukee won every single one of their games, and uh, some other team I forgot won exactly 96 games. Then there would be a three-way or four-way tie, and the Dodgers would end up actually not getting it through with the tiebreaker. And it was just like some very insane scenario that uh, would never happen. But they mm-hmm. had to withdraw the the Dodgers clinching a playoff spot, and they had already done their big champagne celebration. Which I mean, the Dodgers knew they were going to make the playoffs uh, from the first game, probably, but. It's still a big deal, um, and I think even like Dave Roberts said, hey, there's there's guys on this team uh, who haven't done this before. I know uh, Andrew Heaney, who was uh, with the Angels, is like, hey, I've never made the playoffs in my life, uh, so this is actually a big deal for me. Um, so they had to say, actually, it didn't count. Uh, but then the Dodgers won last night and re-clinched again. So, um, yeah, their, their spot is still safe in the playoffs. Uh, but just uh, interesting that the... They run those simulations and what could happen, and they just messed one up. They're like, what happens if Milwaukee wins their final 26 games? You just don't know. Um, And I don't think Milwaukee is going to do that. I can see, did they even win yesterday? Uh, Well, they did. So, no, there's still a chance. Uh, Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee can still get to 96 wins. So, let's uh, let's all root for them. Giannis on that team, too? Uh, No, he's on Team Greece. I don't know. But he he now has time because he lost today, if if you saw that. I did not. Um, I, I would like to actually watch those games with they're on at, you know. For the board, I guess. 10 a.m. or something. Um, but yeah, the Eurobasket 
championship is going on. So um, Dennis Schroeder mm. put up 27 against Giannis today, and Germany took down. Is his uh, little mecha stain bigger or smaller or the he, same size when he he's probably in Europe? makes it the entire German flag. Yeah. You know, be the honorable thing to do. Just keeping Rashid Wallace's head alive. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's good. But uh, I saw he's not even signed with the team, but he's like having a great uh, tournament here. Oh, they're already printing um, up his jerseys for the Lakers. It's They're getting it going. Yeah. Um, but then um, uh, who else uh, won? Oh, Spain, Spain beat Denmark in the other um, <laughs> quarterfinal. It's a big surprise. So, or no, it wasn't Denmark, not Denmark. <laughs> Finland. I don't know why I'm confusing. I guess they're close enough. They're both up yeah, there. It's all the same. Nordic. Um, yeah. Uh, but their star player in Finland is uh, Lori Markkinen, who was just traded to the Jazz as part of that Donna Mitchell deal. So, mm-hmm. um, but Spain has the Hernan Gomez brothers, which um, one of the Hernan Gomez guys was the uh, guy from the Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and Spain so, also—that's where the Gasals come from. Yeah, but the Gasals are done. They're I know, but I'm just saying it, it's Spain is—they have basketball oh, they're, players. They're the clear cut Finland, number two. Yeah, there's like 90 people in Finland. They, yeah, Finland only has that one NBA player, but. Uh, Spain, yeah, Spain is like the clear-cut number two um, basketball team for That's quite a while. Now, Andrew so. Bynum. Yeah, they're they're a great little program. But uh, Luca is playing tomorrow um, in that tournament. He's carrying that team. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of like the Olympics, but that, in that you can't watch it because it's happening in. So it's more like place. the World Cup or something. Yeah. So tomorrow, so Slovenia versus Poland tomorrow. Are you that those um, places even real? Well, Poland is definitely real. Poland's real. I, I read Slovenia, about Slovenia. Too, come on. Yeah. No, I mean Slovenia was is a new nation. You know, used to all be vampires and a TV brand. Yeah. I think that's uh, isn't that Romania? I think is where the vampires are from. Um, Transylvania, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds um, like it though. Is what I'm getting. But then France and Italy at eight fifteen in the morning tomorrow. That, is Tony Parker on the team. I don't know. I don't know if he's playing in that game, but they've got a lot of NBA types. Uh, that's Manu Ginobili. No, he was he was um, Argentinian. Argentinian. Um, he was just family was from Italy, and then they moved down there. You know, mm-hmm. you know, all the fascists moved down there after World War II. Yeah, I I can't claim that's what happened, but <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't disparage the Ginobili name. But all right, let's move. Let's move back on. Let's let's, let's go to college football here. Um, all right, let's do it. Uh, we too. Um, these early weeks can be a little strange. Some some conference games some. Some weird uh, matchups where teams are are playing like you know South Alabama um, stuff like that, or even even worse South Alabama State or South Alabama Tech, uh, but a lot of like really really small schools against big schools. So sometimes you get these weird blowouts, but sometimes you get crazy games where small schools beat the big schools. Uh, so this this week saw two uh, big upsets of top ten teams from uh, smaller schools. Uh, so the first was. Appalachian State beat the number six team, uh, Texas A&M. So Appalachian State's done this before. Uh, they've had some big upsets, but there's still Appalachian State. It's still a small school in, I'm going to guess, Appalachia, right? I don't I don't know exactly where they are. Um, let me see. Um, Boone, North Carolina. That's where they are, so I've never even heard of that before. Um, but Texas A&M is a big, big-time program. They lost here. Uh, the other one is uh, Notre Dame lost to Marshall. So Notre Dame actually started the season now out, out 0-2, and uh, the quarterback got hurt and out for the season. So 
Uh, we always hate seeing Notre Dame make the playoff and then get destroyed against a better team. Uh, I think it's over for them this year, so we don't have to deal with that. Um, and then there was one other uh, top 10 team that lost. Baylor lost to BYU in double overtime, but uh, BYU is a good program, a good school, top 20 or top 25 ranked coming into the game. So that's not too big of a surprise. Also, BYU was at home. So um, just a nice little a game scheduled between two non-conference opponents. But um, then the other big game this week was uh, Alabama on the road against Texas. Alabama usually doesn't go on the road uh, against other schools, like big schools like that. Uh, but they played Texas this this weekend, and they really struggled. Texas was uh, winning most of the game, uh, winning at towards the end of the fourth quarter, but Alabama had a, a game-winning field goal to end it, uh, and they won the game 20-19. to 19. So uh, pretty heartbreaking for the Texas fans there. There's a lot of video of them, you know, crying, trying to pull off the big upset, but uh, just just didn't get it done. But, I mean, they should be proud of what they did. It was impressive. Uh, And for Alabama struggling, they were punished in the uh, drop down to number two in the rankings. So uh, that's – I don't know if that all mean anything, but it happened. I mean, the the rankings are the rankings now, but, you know, the playoffs are what matter, and that's still not going to be settled for um, until next year, right? Yeah, we're already there. We can start talking about next year. It's only a handful of days away. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, that's uh, week two in college football. Uh, hopefully, there's some big games this coming week. Let me, let me do a little quick little scan of that. Uh, BYU is playing another top twenty-five program again, Oregon. But whoa, uh, Oregon. Uh, who knows if they're any good? Uh, yeah, that's the only one. Yeah, that's not that's not too um, unusual. It usually happens is this is the usually the last week before you get like conference play going into um, later week. So um, also our local teams both won, so they're both two and zero USC and UCLA. So um, I don't know if that'll stay that way. UCLA probably is not going to go undefeated. They're not that good, but I'd like to see them having a, a successful season. But we will see. All right, you ready to talk NFL? Yeah, of course. Uh, Big time. We had the first week. It's it's always fun. Um, I got to say the end of the end of the morning slate of games on Sunday. Um, watching that on the the Directv Red Zone channel is just incredible. You got four games all close at the end, and they're all finishing up around the same time. It's just it's just absolute madness. But uh, I'm going to start with the the opener, which was uh, the Rams defending champions taking on Buffalo on Thursday night. Uh, the Rams sucked. Um, I'm I'm not that surprised. I I think I picked them to not hit their over under. That you know, it just it's hard after you've won. You kind of you don't try as hard. You lose a couple players. Um, it's just really hard. No one's repeated since the Patriots in 2004. So it's been a long time since I've seen a repeat champion in the NFL. And I, I don't think the Rams are going to do it. Uh, but on the other side, Buffalo looked great. Josh Allen was. Exactly what everyone remembered he was in the last game we saw him in the in the playoffs. He just uh, Buffalo never punted in the entire game. Just completely moved the ball. He either moved the ball or he threw a bad interception or something. Uh, but yeah, he just he's uniquely talented. Such a big arm and can distribute the ball everywhere. And then when he runs, he's just a massive guy running at you, and he's scary. Um, so yeah, so a lot of people think Buffalo is the best team in the NFL. They sure looked like it in Week One there against the Rams. Um, the other teams that I called the local teams, uh, both played each other. So that is, uh, the LA chargers who, uh, 
you know, play in the county that you live in. I don't know if you uh, realize that. Uh, but then yeah. the Las Vegas Raiders, play, they play in a different state, but they're the most popular team here. So uh, that was a, a big game this week. The Chargers hosting the Raiders, a rematch of the last game of the season last year for the Chargers, which was very, very disappointing. And uh, I don't know what to make of this game. Uh, it was horrible for me to watch at least the second half. Uh, the, the Chargers do it every time. I don't know how they can just keep pulling it off, uh, being so frustrating to watch. They did win the game, uh, but it was 24 to 10 early in the third quarter, and then they never scored again. And it just it's like they tr- stopped trying. Uh, that's the thing in, in football is like you don't want to try to protect a lead. You want to just keep playing. Uh, but the old way of thinking is like, all right, let's play conservative. We'll run the ball, run the clock out. And it seems to almost never work in this case. It it shouldn't have. It almost didn't. Um, but the Derek Carr wasn't good. They he threw three interceptions, so uh, that's what prevented the Raiders from making their comeback. I mean, they did. They did close it to twenty-four to nineteen, and had the ball back uh, with a chance to get the go-ahead score and win the game. Um, when the Chargers' defense stepped up, uh, Khalil Mack in his first game for the Chargers had, I think, two and a half sacks, maybe three sacks, forced fumble right at the end. Um, and he is a uh, was with the Raiders, drafted by the Raiders, won Defensive Player of the Year with them, but um, is now here with the Chargers. So um, happy to have him. He was uh, as looked as good as uh, he did when he was, you know, just just a little a younger man. So um, and the Chargers did that without their top cornerback, J.C. Jackson, who did not play in the game. So uh, Devontae Adams, the new big new Raiders receiver. Was great, but it wasn't enough to put up more than 19. So, um, yeah, there's some other interesting games this week. I want to talk about Bears 49ers. This was a a monsoon that happened during this this game in Chicago. Uh, a lot of the Pretty story, fun. yeah, a lot of the story heading into this Bears season was how shitty their field is and how the Bears are building. They're going to build a new stadium out in the suburbs. Um, and they're fighting with the city because the city owns the stadium. And it's like, you guys got to put better grass in and all this kind of shit. Well, a monsoon came and did not make anything better in that case. And it just was a ugly game. It's like the um, scene out of uh, the longest yard. Was there a scene where they, it rained? I'm trying to even remember. I don't know. And they flooded the fl- uh, field. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the game, the Bears players all did like a slip inside, but like, just on the grass. It was so wet that they could glide um, a mile. Yeah. It looked like, it like you a could, joke. Yeah. It looked like you could put a fan boat on the field and drive it around. Um, they didn't do that though. Uh, but those, this was a disappointing result for the 49ers. They have Super Bowl hopes uh, starting their new quarterback for the first time. Uh, or I guess he did make one star last year, but uh, he just didn't get it done. But I think there's a built in excuse in that. Like we were playing in a swamp. So what, what do you expect from me? But, I mean, the Bears did put up more points than them. So, that's how that goes. And the Bears are expected to be one of the worst teams. So, um, I'm not ready to write off the 49ers after one, one weird game. But some people are. Some people are really upset with that performance from Trey Lance. Uh, next game I have here is Steelers-Bengals. Kind of an ugly game. The Bengals represented the AFC in the in the Super Bowl last year. Some people think they'll take a step back. Um Joe Burrow was bad. He threw four interceptions and just looked bad despite having this great receiving core. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but on the other side, you say Steelers were playing really good defense. They have a ton of talent there. TJ Watt is the defensive player of the year. I think the big story of the game was that TJ Watt uh, tore his 
pectoral muscle uh, towards the end of the game there. And the thought was he would miss the entire season because of it. But the good news is they said it was a, just a tear of the muscle and not the tendon or something like that. So they think he might be able to come back within six weeks, which would be huge. Because otherwise, I'd say the Steelers season is over. Uh, but that's still a huge blow to lose him for six weeks. That I think he makes a huge difference to their defense because uh, their offense sucks. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was not trusted to do anything for the Steelers. That was supposed to be an upgrade. Ben Roethlisberger is finally gone and retired. They bring in Trubisky, who um, was not a good quarterback for the Bears, but he has starting experience and is probably better than Roethlisberger. That was the hope. But um, they sure didn't seem like they trusted him to do anything because uh, they didn't really push the ball and throw it downfield or anything like that. So um, we'll have to see more from the Steelers. But uh, I was I picked them to be still a playoff team, despite some people thinking, oh, they're going to be worse because I, I still think their defense is super talented. Uh, next game I have here, Dolphins-Patriots. Uh, the Patriots were really good last year. Uh, they didn't win a playoff game, but they had a nice season with a rookie quarterback. And... Um, it doesn't look like it's gonna. They're gonna be able to repeat that magic this year. They were pretty bad, uh, only scoring seven points against their division rival Miami, and Mac Jones, their quarterback, uh, he hurt his back. I don't know if he'll be be missing time. I uh, should check if there's any further update, but uh, he wasn't good regardless. And uh, this is an interesting year for him. He was a surprise, uh, basically how good he was. Last year as a rookie, but he was not a star as a rookie. So is he going to improve or not? And um, yeah, it's it's really questionable. He's got he's got to really prove himself this year. Um, looks like uh, they think he will be able to play this weekend. So uh, I guess that's good for them. They don't want to have to go to the backup. Uh, another game I have on here: uh, interesting Panthers and Browns. So the Browns. Uh, Acquired a uh, big-name quarterback in the offseason and traded their previous starter, Baker Mayfield, to the Carolina Panthers, which is like, well, who cares? Carolina Panthers, we never play them. Different conference. Uh, somehow, that's who they were scheduled to play in week one. So Baker Mayfield playing his old team. Uh, he was ready to, to get his revenge, but he didn't play well in the first half. Uh, but he ended up having a good second half, and they uh, took the lead, but the Browns ended up winning the game on a 58-yard field goal from a rookie. Uh, to as time expires, it's just horrible way to win or horrible way to lose uh, for Panthers. Uh, exciting way to win for Cleveland, um, but I think there's a real scenario now. What if Cleveland goes like five and six without Deshaun Watson, and then he comes back and goes five and one, and now Cleveland's a playoff team? Uh, that will be. Um, Controversial, I'll say that. Um, I don't know how the the commentators will try to address that in a playoff game. Be like, oh, you know, he uh, he was not there for the whole season for reasons, uh, and now here they are, and they might be good enough for a Super Bowl. It's just going to be something I don't think the NFL wants to see. They wanted him to, to give him a good enough suspension that would like make it so that they weren't going to compete this year. But who knows? Weirder things have happened. Browns could could be okay um, without him and then, you know, figure out a way to be good. Anything that happened. Yeah. Um, Next game, Colts Texans. This was a notable game because uh, it was a tie. Um, It happens in the NFL. Sometimes there are ties. There's a 10 minute overtime period. 
that's allowed after a tie in regulation. And if no one scores, then it's just, it's a tie. Uh, the Texans at the end were definitely playing for a tie and some people called them out being kind of cowardly there. Uh, but it's probably the right move. Uh, if you, you know, a tie isn't a loss. So you get something out of it. Um, hockey, of course, has a lot of ties or, or used to, um, I think, but now they, they always have the, the shootout, but, uh, you still get that at point. Hockey has that weird system. So I, I actually kind of like the idea of ties. Some people hate it, uh, but it did happen. And we we're actually dangerously close to a tie in the Steelers Bengals game, um, which, yeah, I talked about the game, but I didn't talk about the result. Uh, Bengals sucked the whole game, but then still was able to, were able to tie it at the end. Uh, and then just an ugly overtime with missed kicks and all kinds of just garbage. Uh, but then the Steelers were able to get a field goal at the end to win. So, um, Packers Vikings was an interesting game. Aaron Rodgers with this entirely new receiving core. How is he going to do? Uh, it was a mess. The, the Packers offense was really bad, and uh, the Vikings have maybe the best receiver in Justin Jefferson and had really no problems scoring. So, uh, not a competitive game. So, Green Bay, I thought was going to be the best team in the NFC this season, but not a good week one result. I'm not ready to write them off, but yeah, not, not encouraging there. Uh, Chiefs Cardinals Mahomes without Tyreek Hill was just fine. He threw for five touchdowns uh, and I think his it's like he's already had more five touchdown games than like most of the great quarterbacks ever did. He's just just a machine. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to him last year in that playoff game, but um, yeah, he's he's good. He's still good. Uh, Giants Titans. Giants, I thought would suck, but new coach Brian Dable, he got he got his team a victory in Week One against the Titans. Uh, not not like a dominant victory, a one point win after a two point conversion, but uh, it's good for them. You know, that's team's been miserable for four years, so uh, maybe they got a good coach there that'll turn it all around. Uh, Cowboys Bucks, ugly ugly Sunday night game. Cowboys were just terrible, and and Tom Brady looked old for Tampa. Uh, he did. Just, just got a, tackled uh, a handful of times. He yeah, might be dead. Just a uh, you know ugly defensive game. Uh, but the biggest story from this was towards the end of the game, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott um, got a as he was throwing, he his hand hit another player's hand, and he uh, broke a thumb or had some sort of finger injury. And they knew right away. Um, they even said before, I think even before the game ended, they're like, "Yeah, he's gonna have to have surgery. He's gonna be out for like six weeks." So. Uh, maybe maybe more. Um, so the way they performed with their top quarterback was terrible. How are they going to perform with a backup who was and they don't have a good backup? It's a pretty big drop off there. So uh, that looks really concerning. And the team was bad. Lost a couple other starters to injury in the course of the game. Uh, it looks like a cursed season for Dallas there. Um, so yeah, another the, the the title drought continues there in Dallas, and uh, the people there are uh, losing their minds. Uh, the last game we had, uh, Broncos-Seahawks, another uh, quarterback revenge game. Russell Wilson was quarterback in Seattle for so long, but he's now with Denver. Uh, and he played pretty well, um, put up a ton of yards, but they could not put the ball in the end zone. Um, and I think that the big controversy from this game was facing a fourth and five down by one one point. Uh, the Broncos elected to kick a 64-yard field goal rather than try to convert the fourth down and get a much more makeable field goal. 
so 64 would have been an NFL record if it was kicked early last year, but uh, there was a 66-yarder last year. Uh, but I did see over the course of all of NFL history, um, kickers are 2 of 42 trying a 64-yarder. Um, wow. It's not really possible. <laughs> Uh, I guess the idea is every, anything's possible now. The kickers have big enough legs to it, but it is really, really improbable. Much more improbable than you converting a fourth and five, which I think they said historically is like 30% of the time you'll you'll get it. Um, so this coach just made a huge, huge error in his first NFL uh, game as, as a head coach. And the guy just looked overmatched in his, in his post game. He was talking a mile a minute, trying to explain what he was doing. And then I guess today he said, now that I looked at it, it probably was the wrong decision. And it was just like uh, really bad. And like, I I hate the Broncos because they're in my division, but I, I still kind of felt for this guy. Like, Hey, he really made a bad decision and everyone's going to make fun of him for <laughs> the next week. Uh, he's got to go out there and turn his team around and, and get a win next week. And people will forget, but um. Yeah, good win for Seattle that they were able to get their revenge on Russell Wilson. Uh, I think a lot of people right have written this team off as one of the worst in the NFL, uh, but they got a big win here. Um, also, what's notable about the Seahawks? Um, it was just I couldn't believe it myself uh, watching the game. Two of their cornerbacks uh, are named Michael Jackson and Kobe Bryant. So, yeah, what is up with that? <laughs> I and, and people are pretty upset about the Kobe Bryant one because um, he's not good. Um, but I have to remind people that I'm sure this Kobe Bryant was the best player on every team he's ever played for before he got to the NFL. Uh, so just being being a shitty NFL player means you're like one of the best athletes that's ever lived. So um, that's true. He, he is worthy of the name. He might not be. You might not think he's a great NFL player, but you got to say he's he's worthy. You know they. And at this point, I have to think that was intentional, right? Because Kobe's been around for so long. Yeah, this kid yeah. was probably born in or 2004. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. I mean, that's what's funny was um, like five years ago, there was like 14 Shaqs that entered the NFL. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, Kobe Bryant was born in 1999. So, yeah, perfect. There you go. Yeah. Anything else to add? Uh, I don't know if I'm forgetting anything, but that was a lot. Was a, yeah, I feel yeah. like we uh, went all the way through. A lot, I watched a, lot. a couple of games, by the way. Yeah, you didn't notice. So pretty impressive on me. Yeah, no, more than no, I've no. ever watched. You saw some of that. You saw Michael Jackson. I, I assume that you did hear that. Um, yeah, that I wasn't is, necessarily uh, paying the most attention, but we did watch the the Bucks Cowboy game. Yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty boring. All right, well. If that's all we've got, that'll uh, wrap us up for episode 288 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yep. We'll see you later.